hello and welcome to the Leaders in Clean Tech podcast. Each week, our host, David Hunt, speaks to a leading startup CEO, executive, or thought leader in the clean tech sector. Focused on the clean energy and clean mobility transitions, each guest shares the highs and lows of their clean tech journey, their industry insights, and their vision and hopes for the future. Hello, and thank you for joining me again on the Leaders in Clean Tech podcast. This week, we explore the industry view of a cleantech VC as I speak to Thomas Kemptis. Thomas is a partner at Contrarian Ventures, an early stage venture capital firm focused on sustainable energy transition. Previously, he was an investment banker at Centivy Partners, a leading New York independent investment banking and advisory firm. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi there, Thomas. Thanks very much for joining us on the Leaders in Clean Tech podcast. Um, it's great to have you uh, talking to us from Vilnius this morning. Hi, David. Well, a pleasure is mine. I've been a follower of Leaders in Clean Tech for quite some time, so I'm very happy to be uh, to be here. And actually, a big pressure from your side, given you have just redesigned the the website and and the whole branding. So it looks slick. I love it. And congratulations on this one. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, welcome. You're the first leader on Leaders in Clean Tech after the yeah. rebrand. But um, be good to obviously share some thoughts specifically from the VC side of things, um, and particularly at the moment, which we'll move on to. But I always like to start, as you know, with a little bit of background, a bit of context. So it'd be great if you could share a little bit of what led you to um, investment banking, first and foremost, and then more specifically to the clean tech sector and contrarian. Yeah, absolutely. So, so look, I'll be you know I'll be open. I'm I'm still a young investor. I'm I'm in my 30s. Uh, you know I don't have tens and tens of years of investment experience, but I actually do sort of see this as a benefit sometimes, and I'll explain to you later why. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I've I had a stint at a bunch of firms, uh, kind of around the globe. Um, I've done, you know, my, my time at British Petroleum back in the day, a decade or so ago, then I moved to a few French uh, investment banks and then I moved for, for my sort of longer part of the career of six years. Uh, I was an investment banker at, at the New York based, pretty large 400 people, purely M&A focused investment bank called the uh, Center of Your Partners. So I was, I was in my role mostly in London, but also with some half year or so in New York offices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing a lot of things there. I was a, very much generalist, covered a bunch of industries, including life sciences, industrials, entertainment, had my, had my things on, on the utility sector and the power sector, worked with, you know, with a bunch of clients, Centrica, looked at some national grid stuff and, and, and stuff like that. So, so definitely been circling around the, the energy market for, for quite some time. Um, yeah. So, you know, had a great experience in, uh, in, at the Center of Partners Investment Banking, had done some good deals, some, some very large, complicated transactions, uh, you know, in Israel, in Jordan, in UK, obviously, in South Africa, in, 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 in US, in the West Coast, done some smaller deals, some very much sort of biotech startup deals with, with very high valuations, um, you know, uh, dealt with big clients, smaller clients, strategic sessions, restructurings, M&A, sort of going to IPO and stuff like that. So, so got, got a very decent um, 
corporate finance background, sort of strategic advisory background, transactional background, executional background. Um, You know, done a few angel investments on the side along the way. And had had my friends, uh, my co- former, my current colleagues, uh, opening up this uh, venture capital shop, you know, two years and a half ago or so, uh, at the back end of the 2017, called Contrarian Ventures. Um, so, been following them, talking to them, helping out on the side for for quite some time, and. You know, at the beginning of last year, 2019, Feb, Feb, March, I decided to join full time as a as a full time partner here. So, you know, we are we are here uh, talking to David, uh, and you know, got a got a plenty of things to share uh, about the Contrarian. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be good to that. I mean, first and foremost, there's an awful lot there. You say a, a short career, and I understand that's not you being uh, uh, old and wise and wiz- and grey like me. Yeah. But uh, there's still a lot that you've done though in, in in those years. And again, that international reach, I think, is particularly important as a as the sector, a clean tech sector, is, is obviously very much a global one. But uh, yeah. again, we I first became aware of Contrarian again, maybe at least a couple of years ago, 18 months ago, when you were really making some interesting um, plays uh, in the sector. And it's been good to watch you and obviously meet with you along the way a little bit uh, in more recent times. But again, perhaps you can just give a broad overview of of Contrarian in terms of the ticket sizes you write, the types of companies you invest in, and uh, and just a bit of an overview of the of the um, uh, of the specific targets of, of Contrarian. Absolutely. So, look, David, I I want you to stop me because I when I when I talk about the firm and the vision and the platform, what we want to create, I I just just tend to go way overboard and <laughs> take, take most of the time of these kind of interviews. Oh, jump podcasts. in, yeah. Uh, so just jump in and stop me. But you know, for the listeners, if, if it's fellow investors, which we might most likely we will know, uh, or the more hopefully that the entrepreneurs are looking to start businesses or, or already uh, having started business in energy tech or e-mobility, we are a early stage investor in uh, in Europe focusing on on two things, uh, two broad things. So energy technology and the electrification of the mobility. So our thesis mm-hmm. is based on those things with the convergence of both of these uh, industries, you know, and uh, and we we love this industry. We are extremely bullish. We're more bullish uh, every day uh, on on its impact uh, on the planet, uh, on the changes that are needed to be made. And we just believe that this technology transformation uh, will help uh, push uh, this whole uh, this whole energy tech uh, e-mobility platform uh, for the, for the better. So yeah. Uh, we are, uh, as I said, investing across Europe. So far, we have deployed about 40% of our capital into the United Kingdom. Uh, we have four invest- investments there. We have investment in Israel. We have investment in, in uh, Norway. Uh, we're looking at a bunch of things in Germany and France. We have some investments in the Baltics. Um, and we have 15 portfolio companies at the moment. Uh, so we, we, we very much focus on seed and series A. Uh, yeah. stages. Uh, we want to come in and, you know, write a half a million ticket at the beginning. We want to be one of the first institutional investors in the company. Um, you know, come in after friends and family round, come in after a few of yeah. the angels with a few few years of, of some of the product development in the company. 
you know, we don't look for high revenues. We don't look for perfect product market fit. We look for passionate entrepreneurs, uh, very interesting industry, uh, something we love the breakthrough technologies that yeah. uh, can just transform the industry. But we also like things that are more marginal on the side, but are very, very important in, in the te- in technology development. Um, yeah. We love software. You know, uh, I think we, we will talk about maybe the clean tech boom and bust a decade or so ago, mainly from the U.S. side. I think we, we on, on on another sort of clean tech 2.0 journey, which I very much hope and I really believe will be way more successful than what happened in the past. But, you know, hardware is, is hard, but we, yeah. we do touch hardware. We have some investments with hardware components. I think being energy technology, it's really hard to just say, hey, I'm just going to purely do software. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, there's so many enablers of hardware that needs it. Yeah. Uh, so we don't shy away from that for sure. Um, you know, in general, maybe more interestingly, we are a young fund. We've been around. We, ha- we made the first investment in 2018 in March. Uh, so we've been investing a lot uh, and we are looking to accelerate the pace of investing even more after the pandemic. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we very have to take more risk than the later stage investors. We, uh, the whole, this whole energy tech uh, immobility ecosystem is very interesting with a lot of, uh, a lot of CVC players, some, some pure, pure VC players emerging with a lot of corporates, uh, oil and gas utilities, all these folks spending more and more time looking at the industry. So we, we're in a, you know, but a lot of them want to come in later, right? They want to, yeah. you know, BPs of the world, Equinors of the world. They say, hey, guys, look, I, I don't have time, don't have the resources to do seed stuff. Call me when when it's raising Series B. Call me when it's raising Series C or D because, you know, we want to grow it a little bit, maybe acquire it and, and put it in internal internal yeah, business. It's, different, it's a different part of the, the, the ecosystem, isn't it? I think I'm really interested. A couple of things, actually, Thomas. One of which um, you, you touched on the sort of breakthrough technologies for one of another word. And that's for me, that's really the, the fun stuff. Uh, my team at Hyperion, we work with uh, a number of these sort of uh, on the edge uh, technologies and breakthrough uh, companies in storage, long duration storage. And funnily enough, actually, a number of companies that are funded by Breakthrough Energy Ventures, the, 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 the Bill Gates back fund. Yeah. So th- that's really cool. And, and also, we're working at the moment with IP Group, which is another early stage investor. Yep. And that's, you know, we, we do work with some corporates and all, and, and I enjoy that. But I really enjoy working with the founders and the entrepreneurs at the early stages. And, and, and that's something which came across when I spoke to you when we met at the uh, Oxford Summit uh, during last summer. Yep. It, it, again, is that something which really excites you and the team? Is that re- the, one of the reasons you focus there? Absolutely. So, look, <laughs> you mentioned again a few very interesting things. We are very good friends with Breakthrough Energy Ventures. They're doing some fantastic things, really looking. They're, you know, these are the guys. A lot of investors say, hey, we look for breakthrough things. And then, you know, they go and invest in a another, I don't know, voice chat app or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah. And there's breakthrough. Uh, with a lot of investors, fantastic guys like Bill Gates and a few others, and really invest in in nuclear fusion and something that's really, really hard, really complicated, will cost a lot of money. But, you know, if it works, it's just going to be a game changer to the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it will change the world, the way we consume energy, the way, the way we commute and so on. So we cannot... Uh, I do envy them on the amount of money they have and the impact they can make. 
we not uh, a fund of that size yet. We hope to build this platform into something much, much, much bigger and much more impactful than where we are now. Uh, but we are very much excited about the breakthrough technologies. We invested in one Israeli company called H2 Pro. It's, it was in a stealth mode for a while. It's working on, on hydrogen technology. Mm-hmm. In, it's in the very early stages. It's still in the laboratory, you know, producing very little hydrogen. But, you know, the team is with fantastic ambitions. There was a there is a founder called Palmon Marco. He was a founder uh, of Viber, the very successful messaging app that exited to, to Rakuten for 900 million. He, he's done another business. He sold Juno ride-hailing app to 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 get the the unicorn of israel and then mm-hmm. he came came and said look i, I have plenty of money I've, I've i've done a lot of things in in my life i'm still pretty young in my 40s you know i want to do something better for the planet so so he came in and and cobbled together a guys from technion university of israel and now build a team of 20 plus scientists working on that technology in the suburbs mm-hmm. of, of of chazaria in israel you know if that works uh it will be a game changer. Uh, we have some great co-investors, big corporate corporate co-investors uh, in in this technology. So we we're very excited about it. We you know it's we, and as you mentioned, battery storage, super exciting, super interesting. Could be very complicated and long. You know yeah. these things, um, grid infrastructure improvements. A, a ton of things. A ton of things we look at. Some of them yeah. are more breakthrough, some less, but but all definitely have a, a common numerator of, you know, fantastic entrepreneurs. and, and Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's where the contrarian uh, comes from, that uh, you take a contrarian view on things. Perhaps uh, that, that was in the background. We can, we can reflect on that. But uh, yeah. I was going to ask about some notable investments because you, you've touched on one there. I think there's two interesting things, one of which Israel seems to have a really super, um, we speak to and I know a lot of the, the, the founding teams there for some really interesting mobility companies in particular, uh, platforms, which is a, an interesting ecosystem. Um, but other notable investments, I know recently Bolt was a, a, a company where you've made some investments. For a young fund that only started last March or March 18, yeah. you've made a lot of plays which is really interesting so again i know it's difficult won't want you to single out any out or get you into trouble but are there again a few other companies which are really exciting you at the moment yeah it's always the risk of pissing some of the CEOs <laughs> off and you're getting a call from them it's like man why was that they're, they're all great clearly but maybe one of David's podcast <laughs> um so look i i definitely don't don't want to do that but uh we obviously take a long-term uh, approach. We were very happy to hold these companies for many, many years in our portfolio. Uh, there are a few that we're very excited about that, you know, is doing really well. And, and Bold Bikes, as you mentioned, not to be confused with the Bolt X, X Taxify from Estonia, Bold Bikes yeah. is Australian, Australian company. They incorporated in the UK with operations in Australia, United Kingdom, and and San Francisco plus New York. Uh, they've been very positively impacted by the pandemic. You know, they do what they do is uh, they provide couriers uh, from Uber Eats, from DoorDash, from you know Deliveroo with a subscription yeah. software for custom-made electric bikes, so they can make more deliveries faster, safer. They don't have yeah. downtime because it just gets if, if the bike gets broken or stolen, it gets replaced in one hour, two hours. They got the dashboard, they got the you know insurance, everything. Sort of, you just come in, you can make. 
you can make more money, uh, you increase as a ball bikes, you increase the supply of drivers to, to the big corporate. So you just, it's just an innovative business model. You know, it's, let's call it, we don't call it a breakthrough uh, in terms of, you know, it won't change the way the planet consumes electricity or energy, but just the innovation and the business model really excited us. Uh, we, we invested in, in this startup with Manit Mobility is really biggest really mobility fund and now now we 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 will be joined by some some new investors in the new round you know very excited about it very well impacted yeah. and placed for the for the new world of mobility that we see coming you know we'd yeah. love to talk more about that yeah i found that was really interesting because again the mobility service clearly is really gaining some tractions over the last couple of years we had uh sam behind on from from mass global uh recently yeah. and and again there's a lot of really interesting things but i thought again the bolt was a very interesting take on that very specific niche market but yeah. one which i should say particularly post-pandemic or, or, or currently is is ripe and that's yeah. something i also wanted to to move on to thomas is that um a few things i guess is how do you see the 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 investment landscape presently i know that you know, different parts of the world where many places are starting to come out of the, the, the really tight uh, confinements and lockdowns. But clearly things aren't going to be normal for some time, if ever. So what's, what's contrarian to you? What's your view on the investment landscape for, for founders at the moment? And, and what kind of advice or tips could you give for entrepreneurs who are either in a fundraise or, or, or thinking about going into that? It's, it's quite a tough time to, to get your head around is, is now the right time to do that. So perhaps you could share some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, this year was so, you know, apocalyptic. So many things happened, you know, back end of last year, beginning of this year, we had this whole WeWork, wouldn't call it a scandal, but mm. a scandal when, and just folks, the VC folks, uh, the entrepreneurs saying, hey, look, the, the golden age is over, the, the, the flush of money is over. Let's be more cautious. Let's focus on, let's not focus on growth at all costs. Let's, let's focus on unit economics. You know, yeah. maybe let's focus on burning cash uh, and let's change the mindset a little bit. You know, the Silicon Valley sort of helicopter money, you know, soft bank coming in and disturbing things really impacted the yeah. way people thought about it. And then the pandemic came and then, you know, people are sitting still on the pile of cash, venture capital, private equity, distressed debt funds. Folks are sitting on record piles of cash. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much money to be deployed in, in venture capital industry. And you know, even during the pandemic, you had obviously backlog, but but still announcements of large funds being raised, you know, index, new funds, U.S. U.S. funds, billion-dollar funds. So, you know, and for us, we we sat there for a few weeks, obviously talking to our portfolio companies on the call every single day, uh, seeing the impact, uh, thinking about it, brainstorming, optimizing the budgets, uh, making necessary cash injections um, to those who are struggling more and have, or had very few months. Of, of cash left on their on their balance sheets yeah. just they were too optimistic about the future you know they were look it's it's i'm bullish about everything i read on crunchbase about you know hundreds of millions of fundraisers every single day like there's so much money i will i will get it you know i just i just want a better valuation so i think so much of it was overhyped um there was so much bullishness in everything uh, yeah. And people were just starting being too unrealistic. 
Um, so, so in in general, for us, David, I think I was thinking about this question today. I thought he would ask it. You know, for us, it's no, kind of nothing has changed. We are we're talking to so many new entrepreneurs every day now because we're sort of yeah. We sort of now know we won't be able to still travel. There won't be many conferences with thousands of people where we usually meet meet folks. Mm-hmm. So we, we just actively scout and encourage everyone to reach out to us. We're building something. You know, I have two calls or so per day with new 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 opportunities. And, you know, we want to invest and we're looking to invest. Obviously, now as the, as the air travel has opened up a little bit, you know, we will fly and, and see the management teams and have interviews face-to-face, mm-hmm. but a lot of this work can be done uh, beforehand via Zoom or Google yeah. Hangouts. Uh, so so yeah. in general, I'm, you know, in terms of the in terms of advice to give to those folks, I think, especially, you know, I can talk more about energy tech and e-mobility spaces. I think there's other spaces, or, you know, will be harder. Uh, travel or, or real estate, some, some part of yeah. the real estate, you know, all these things, WeWorks, the SoftBank's failures will have will have an ela- a lasting effect. But I think, David, our industry, where you operate, I think we, we are so lucky to be in this industry and to really have been believers of this industry for a while. I think yeah. it will enter a new era. I really hope it just the new mindset of people saying, hey, look, we saw the blue clear skies once when we were all locked inside. This is really nice. This is how... We should be treating the planet. I, uh, you know, yeah. then you see the the skies turning dark again in China when the manufacturing lines were turned on again. And um, but so many people, I think, will will have this residual effect of, hey, well, this is coronavirus is painful, but it's nothing like the climate change crisis that you know we've been talking about for so many years. It's getting worse. Yeah. Every single year, and we finally have to do something. So, I think the industry we operate in, David, is 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 so important. And um, you know, even with with the budgets being cut, even with much more debt being taken by the government and by the corporates, I think I I, I still see talking from people reading about it. This you know, governments, corporates, still very bullish on it. They do yeah. want to make an impact. They want to invest in green energy, green economies. Uh, and I, I hope this will be a lasting effect. We have the Green Deal in the in in Europe. We have more battery factories opening up yep. in, in in Europe. Obviously, we have a big threat from China, which is a leader in many ways in batteries, in e cars, electric buses. You know, they're doing a fantastic job in the in the PV industry. But I'm yep. bullish, and you know, I just advise startups to to. To probably be be more realistic, uh, maybe let's let's not have this mindset of what we have during the South Bank, sort of throwing hundred billion in a few years. Um, have to build a sustainable business. You have to, unit economics do matter, commercial contracts do matter, um, and the impact impact definitely matters. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think there's a few interesting things there, Thomas, one of which, of which you know, I should say these VCs and P companies are sitting on a lot of money and with negative interest rates yeah. around the corner and some yeah. places, you know, people have got money to deploy and they need to deploy it. Of course, they're going to be, um, you know, not, not reckless with that, but they need to deploy that money. So I think it's a, a very positive message to entrepreneurs yeah. and people that are looking to fundraise. We've working with a number of people, even during lockdown, who received uh, some, some uh, you know, uh, the fundraising that they were seeking. I think the other thing really is it Again, that that there was a turn away from you know everybody chasing unicorn status, and of course that's cool if you if you get there. But there was you know WeWork and others who you know yeah. uh, I should say not necessarily be careful how you say things. Um, maybe embellishing uh, to to make uh, themselves yeah. look to to be a unicorn and chasing that metric cool. rather than a sustainable business, and, cool. and hopefully that's a that's obviously a plus thing that comes out. But really touching on your point mobility is going to be so interesting in terms of how cities in particular um come out of this pandemic with more cycle lanes more opportunities which opens up so many uh avenues for last mile deliveries for um for whether that's through you know everything from drones to cargo bikes to everything it's just such a fascinating place to to be in and to see and to to you know hopefully new business models as much as technologies yeah. will come and fill that space um, yeah, but you're right. It's about making an impact and how important um, that is. I think for for governments as much as for the for yeah. the uh, funds at the moment. So, so just just yeah, just to touch on this topic quickly. I think it's you know, I, I'm extremely passionate about about the mobility, and you rightly mentioned so many different layers of it. It's mobility is not simple. Um, you know, starting with autonomous vehicles, the money spent there, and you know, if Amazon acquires Zooks. Uh, could be another mm -hmm. game changer in that in that industry. Could accelerate things. Uh, could really put their competitors on the toes. You got the struggling ride hailing companies, the Ubers of the world, Lyfts of the world, uh, our our neighbors, Bolt of Estonia yep. of the world. You know, some of these guys I know lost like eighty percent revenue drop during the pandemic months. Really hit them. They would try to. To get that money back for the for the food deliveries and other adjacent services, but it's just not enough. So again, yeah. massive cuts in a lot of these these big public listed or or private unicorns. You know, and you have and you have those niche business models in the cities. And you know, the things that you mentioned of new bike, temporary or permanent bike lanes in London, Milan, Paris. It's it's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear that. I'm very excited about this, and you know, I I just think so. And I heard there's like supply chain supply problems of new bikes because uh, people yeah. want to buy bikes, not only electric bikes but also bikes for sports or just for commuting, which is which is yeah. great to hear. I, I really love this, and you know, you had this sort of you know. Uh, hype of scooters last year, you know, Birdline built, you know, the fastest unicorns ever in like eight months or so. Then we had a massive drop, you know, busts of those companies in Europe, busting in US, you know, Bird, Lime acquiring a few companies, acquiring, you know, merging it with Jump. Then you suddenly now you again have talks of, hey, scooters are, are resurging, you know, they're going to flock the streets again. And then you have, you know, what, what I really like and what's really interesting, how, how for the cities, how do you deal with this? You know, we have... Yeah. We have tons of operators, some friendly, some unfriendly, coming in, flocking uh, curbs, flocking the streets, 
uh, you know, blocking the bike lanes with, you know, we got, as you mentioned, you know, New York, you got the cargo bikes, you got the DHLs of the world. You got so many of these providers and so many more things are moving to e-commerce. Just, it's just a mess. You know, yeah. you know, you know, we're looking very much into this sub industry of, of something like an operator, like a middle layer between, you know, a city, a city was usually, you know, the likes of TSL were very excellent people, but maybe they don't have the capabilities. Uh, they don't have the, the technical knowledge, how yeah. to control, how to impose fines, how to, you know, how to tell the operator saying, hey, bird scooters, hey, Uber, there's going to be a big event in the Olympic Park, you know, to, tonight at 8 p.m., you know, make sure you push more scooters there. Make sure you don't go there and stuff like that. We we find this yeah. player very very exciting. We're looking at a bunch of companies in that space. There's, you know, it's new industry. What's really it's 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 yeah. really new people. The companies don't know how to do things. You know, they're figuring it out. They're sitting down with the cities. Uh, they're working on it, and you know, we'll see what comes out of it. There will be many more new players in in this mobility industry. So uh, mobility is you know, there's so many exciting things. I think David, you and me are, are, yeah. are excited about very similar things in this industry and mobility is one of them and it's it's gonna be huge. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's super exciting just because, as you say, the, the, with the use of data, uh, there yeah. you know, opens up so many avenues, uh, uh, <laughs> literally, around cities in terms of how things can, can play out. And that's super exciting. I think mobility clearly is, is, is lots of money there and lots of really exciting things. Yeah. I wanted to touch on another thing where you talked about it, Contrarian have a, being an early stage investor. And, yeah. and one of the things that was consistent after lockdown, one or two of our clients at Hyperion you know, slowed down or even one or two canceled projects. A lot carried on. And in fact, we want a lot of new work primarily with companies who are involved in long duration or, or longer you know, very early in their product cycle so they've mm -hmm. had money they have a cash runway for a period of time they're fundraising but they're not expecting their technologies to become commercially viable for one two three four years people yeah. that like you know uh, I won't mention particular names but but some of those we're working with from from breakthrough energy ventures they they don't have a product now nor are they likely to have one for a couple of years so yeah. for them kind of the pandemic hasn't made a huge amount of difference and and I guess there's some advantages as much as there's more risk, of course, early stage. Yeah. There are some advantages in in investing in early stage companies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have we do have that in a few of our portfolio companies of you know <laughs> COVID. Sure, you know, but you do sit in the lab. You don't need to sell. You're working on your product. You're coding, or you just you're doing. Uh, yeah, laboratory work is just not impact. You come out of it two years later when it's ready for the product, and so it's good. But for all of this stuff, it's obviously it's it's it's, it's you know that's that's why VC exists. That's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, you have to take this huge risk. If you don't want to take the risk as an investor, you know, go and do private equity. Buy buy co companies with strong cash flows that you can optimize a little bit and, you know, wait for the better time and hire EBDA and then hire multiple and then sell it. You know, as a VC investor, you have to take risks. I think yeah. that's, that's why it exists. Um, and I think you have to take risks on the things that matter, not just on something really just, just marginally incremental, but on some of that can, that can change it. And, and, you know, us, I think it's all about 
the smart money there. And if if one of those companies somehow gets the, the money that says, hey, two years later down the line, or three years later down the line, hey, I need my money back. And I think you guys should start it. You should think about selling to the corporate and so on. You know, it's, it's bad. Uh, but there's folks like us, like, you know, quite a few, not enough, but quite a few very good funds, our friends, you know, at, that, you know, Peter at, at the Invent Capital, you know, SCT Ventures, ETF Partners, Demeter, yeah, yeah, all yeah. European, European VC funds, CDC funds, VC funds that are real breakthrough energy ventures that really understand this. They understand the long cycle of maybe first being in the laboratory, you know, creating a product and then very long sales cycles with with the utilities or with the consumers, yeah. it's just it's just a different industry. I think in energy tech and e-mobility, maybe putting aside you know e-scooters would just scale like crazy. You know, we have to be more patient. You have to educate uh, industry itself. You have to educate the people, and and you know wait longer. Uh, it just doesn't happen overnight. It's not it's not Facebook, but you know that the impact is is just phenomenal. Yeah. 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 No, I think again that's good news. I mean again there's a lot of crap things happening in the world right now, but it's important to to focus on the positives I think and the the fact that despite there's some difficulties from from the pandemic in particular that um it shouldn't put an entrepreneur off, entrepreneurs off, you know, reaching yeah. out and to to reach out to to yourself and to to other VC firms because actually there's money to deploy if you have a sound business model and a sound business case or at least a good uh, chance of success then we need people to be pushing and not sitting back and battening down the hatches because the world is a, a good place to be if you've got something um, novel or innovative or, or, or something that, as you say, is game-changing or has the potential to change the game, that uh, there are funds, there is money. And you know, and we've been we've been so active. I think just as the pandemic started, we we very much sat down, brainstormed for quite a few hours, and came up with a bunch of things. You know, so we've been running virtual office hours. We've been we're still doing the the job board for folks that lost their jobs and our portfolio companies that are recruiting. You know, as you know, and as you've you know, we spoke about it many times. You know, we're also running Energy Tech Summit event every year, which obviously we had to move this year to later on mm-hmm. down the road. This year we're running. Uh, we just started running a few few weeks ago. Energy Tech Network, sort of this virtual networking side. We're talking to to we're interviewing uh, folks like you know Gaetan from Breakthrough Energy Ventures Europe. You know, yep. invent folks, everyone from energy and mobility industries, and you know, we're running new energy challengers, a startup competition, you know, newsletters. We just want to be in the community, want to start the community, you know, with the guys like yourself, David, who are really, you know, it's not it's not only about investing, just saying, hey, take take the money, you know, and then we'll talk on the board meeting. It's just this yeah. this, this ecosystem in Europe has so much brain power. It's it's underfunded. Uh, there's a bunch of talented entrepreneurs. They're underfunded, underrepresented. People don't want to take enough risk uh, to to fund them, and we really want to change it. And I think you just have to let people be more aware of this. Uh, let people know about the investors. Focus specifically on this field, and just as you said, encourage entrepreneurs to you know don't sit back, come out, talk to everyone. There's money in in this industry to be deployed, and there's so much help. There's so many initiatives, and you know got the help of investors, corporates, of governments, yeah. municipalities, everyone. They all, I think we're all on the same boat here. 
Sure. No, absolutely. I think it's important for that. And we'll, we'll put on the episode page for the podcast links, obviously not just to Contrarian, but, but to the, uh, the, to the, to the events and other things we talked about there. Yeah. And, uh, again, just to reiterate that, you know, the doors are open at Contrarian and a number of places, depending what sort of money you're looking for, you can always reach out to, to Thomas directly or reach out to me. If you, if you're looking for funding, we can point you in the right direction. Um, one thing that comes across and always has Thomas since we first met is your passion. And I think we share that around so many of these things. So I'd like to always close just look going back to the personal element of what, who inspires you and keeps your passions motivated, keeps you focused on what you're doing, whether that's from books or thought leaders or uh, media, or, or what is it that sort of uh, you, you, your go-to if you're feeling a little bit flat and you need to, uh, to you know, re-inspire, what, what's your um, motivations and what are your inspirations to, to keep you going? Great question. I have so many things. Uh, you know, I, I love reading autobiographies of very successful people. It's it's definitely inspiring. You know, I, I follow a few investors uh, in Silicon Valley that, you know, been around for 20, 30 years, uh, done some great investments, have some fantastic thesis, whether it would be on energy tech or mobility or on the industries, but something that really believes in it and took a, took a truly long-term a view on things it's so hard to take this long-term view on things you know yeah you know you, the feedback loop in this industry is you know five years ten years uh, will tell you what, whether you're a good investor or not or whether you get made a good decision so you know reading about this uh definitely is helpful but i think that the most i get i get the most motivation from is the is the entrepreneurs you know us yeah. as vc investors you know, let's be honest, we, you know, we put some of our money into our funds, but a lot of the, most of the money we manage is from other people, from the corporates, pension funds, you know, institutions and so on. So, so, you know, obviously you have huge duties and huge responsibility to allocate that money in a smart way and be very responsible who we are. But, you know, we got the entrepreneurs who put their lifetime savings into something they've been thinking about for the last five or 10 years and then decided to quit everything and focus on it full time. And, and, you know, when I look at them saying, Hey, I put in another hundred K of my own money. This is the last thing, but I really needed to push this across the board. This is what tells me, it shows me, wow, this is the man. This is the passion yeah. uh, that I, I, you know, want to be a part of and let me help you if I can, if I can be just a small, small part of this. So I think entrepreneurs, the passionate entrepreneurs are the driving force to me for me every day, David. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the reason I started this podcast. And as you know, the many CEOs and many founders have joined me so far. And it's the yeah. stories that are what keep me going. You know, I've started a few businesses, including Hyperion, but it's it's those stories of the people who who have the dream, the vision, the passion, the resilience, and all those other traits that are essential to to, to drive the business forward. And there's so much to learn from them. And, and it's also great to get a, a feeling from people like yourself and Petra and others who are involved in the sector from the from the funding side to share yeah. the vision, share the passion and uh, and the excitement so it's great to have had your insights today so i appreciate you joining me um we'll we'll as i say we'll put onto the episode page the links through to contrarian and to, uh, to to other things we've talked about today and um yeah i look forward to hopefully soon catching up for a coffee or a beer at, a, at an event uh, at some time but for for the meantime thanks very much uh, thomas for joining us today
Absolutely. Look, and just kudos again to you uh, on on the rebranding, uh, on the podcast, on the work you're doing, David, for the for the community and for the ecosystem. And you know, as a business partner partner to Contrarian Ventures, we will we're looking forward to working on many more deals with yourself, David. And again, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Great. Thanks very much, Thomas. Thanks, David. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Thomas Kemptis of Contrarian. Let's fight all the crap that's out there and make a stand against racism, against the climate change deniers and all those that stand in the way of progress. The good news is there are founders and funders out there ready to invest time and money to change the world. If you need support connecting to the right money as an entrepreneur or founder, please do reach out. Let me know. I'll see if I can help. Hope you'll join us next week.